Hello, I'm Lyanne and this is Bariatric Yarns, where we talk all things weight loss surgery with a diverse range of guests and the occasional guest co-host. Bariatric Yarns is here to support destigmatizing bariatric surgery, advocate for feeling good in our bodies and minds, and to provide a safe space for others to talk about the truths of weight loss surgery. We bring you thoughts, ideas, experiences, but we don't bring you medical advice or prescriptions, so please seek that elsewhere. Let's start our bariatric yarn for today. Welcome to another panel episode of uh, Bariatric Yarns. We've got four others on the call today, so I'm going to do a quick intro. Uh, the old shotgun co-host Emma Fiddler has made a return. Hello, Hi. Emma. <laughs> it's good to be back. This feels so weird. <laughs> <laughs> And we've got um, a, a, a few other reoccurring guests, actually. Sam? Hello. Angela? Hi. And Natalia? Hey. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, today we're talking about uh, body acceptance. And that has been spurred by, uh, I did ask a question on, on Instagram, what should we talk about? And somebody said body dysmorphia. Um, so we're taking it up a notch. We're talking a little bit about body acceptance. And I did share the definition of that on, on the story yesterday, which was body acceptance means approving and loving your body despite its real or perceived imperfections, allowing a diversity of bodies in the world. Body acceptance allows a diversity of bodies in the world, avoiding the concept that there is a wrong way to have one. Um, so I think we just let's just open this up. How, how are people feeling? Um, we've got a range of people who on the call who have um, who had like nearly a couple of years post-op all the way through to Angela who's had surgery quite recently. I think it's a six-week six mark. But there's quite a dramatic change even in that, that first period. So I'm sure um, it'll be really good to hear from you and your perspective of how things are changing because you're really in the thick of it as well as Natalia. You're not too far out from surgery. So... Um, yeah, who wants to go first? I'm happy to kick it off. So um, this month will be two years post-op for me, um, end of the month, 30th of September, um, and body acceptance over these two years has changed dramatically, sometimes month by month. Um, where I was the day of my surgery versus where I am today is just a complete 180. Um, but it doesn't mean that I don't go backwards uh, I'd call it backwards within that time frame as well or have days where I have that phantom fat syndrome I still have days like that um, and I think um, it's really uh, you know interesting how one day after the next how your mind can change but I also would like to normalize that and, and go hey it's normal even two years on it's normal to wake up and go I feel bigger than what I actually am today or look in the mirror and, and not see actually what that true reflection is. Uh, I think it's normal. I think um, body acceptance doesn't, doesn't, you can still accept your body as it is and still have these days. Um, and I want that to, I want people to feel normal about that. I think, um, will it ever go away? Who knows? Maybe I've got to follow Sam's advice and, and you know, uh, we, before the podcast started, we talked about re you know, finding those those tracks back in our mind. Uh, Sam can talk about that um, to make sense of us further on. But 
it's um it's normal and i want to say you know body acceptance to me now is is waking up and not looking at society's um version of acceptable or the magazine's Mm. version of acceptable I don't compare myself to other people that I see on social media or on the TV or in magazines anymore. And at the beginning of my journey, that's exactly what I did. I compared my journey with other people. I The comparison was so high. So body acceptance to me is feeling comfortable in my own skin, loving how I am at every single stage, um, no matter what I'm wearing, um, no matter – I haven't brushed my hair today. I mean, and I go, yep, cool, I look good because I accept how I am as I am. And that's been a huge – uh, you know, journey to get there. But, um, yeah, it doesn't mean you don't have bad days. But that's what it seems to me is mm. just loving who I am and accepting how I look even on the bad days. Mm. Awesome. Um, Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about um, what you were talking mm. about before before the podcast started? It was interesting. Yeah, sure. Let me just put on my graduation gown and my, and my hat and, you know, go into the science <laughs> here. Um so my husband's currently reading this book and it talks around how we can train our brains um, to sort of to think in a specific way. So we've all heard of sort of, you know, if you put positive thoughts out there, they'll come back. But it's actually not the universe speaking to us. It's, you know, us putting positivity into everything we do. Um and we train ourselves to think that way. That's why we do going forward. Mm. And the same thing can be can be taught when it comes to um, emotions and all all those kind of things. So basically, um, phantom fat syndrome is where you feel it's like phantom limb syndrome, where you can still feel the fat or the limb, um, but it's not there and that's because your brain has pathways and the pathways say to you yep if the pathways do this that and the other thing it moves your arm and when you lose that arm your brain has to redirect those pathways and put them into something else so you can actually train your brain to recreate those pathways and we do it every night so scientists believe that the reason that we dream is because when we cut off one sense, the brain tries to make sense of that. And the way to do that is redirecting the pathways to enhance other senses. So when you go to sleep for eight hours, you are depriving your body of sight. So the vision section of your brain goes, oh, no, we can't give up that. So it fires dreams so that it looks like you're seeing stuff and your brain can then dedicate that section of your brain to vision instead of taking it away and redirecting it so if we did a bit of work internally i guess to redirect those pathways in the brain we would be able to get rid of that phantom fat syndrome that we do have Mm. gosh that's so interesting that um that was probably one of the key things um yeah i think in the past i've probably thrown the term um body dysmorphia around but after learning about um, phantom fat syndrome I feel like that is probably more of of what I have experienced across the journey but um, what I didn't know about body dysmorphia disorder is that it's a type of anxiety disorder uh, related to how we think about our bodies and it falls um, into the mental illness category so it's not and, and people who have it um, you know they they stress that a lot of 
they it's really about their flaws um either whether they're real or imaginary and and it's something that they kind of obsess about for hours every day so it's not just like i wake up today and i feel like oh my goodness my legs look way bigger just this one day of the week um when people actually have bdd um it's quite severe so um i think i'm going to probably change my languaging a little bit around that in future Mm. um one of the things I think over the period of surgery, it it seems to kind of like go in cycles. But I heard something the other day about the it's research that was done on lotto winners, and they um, sorry if I shared this on the other podcast the other day, I cannot remember. They found out that um, after six months of winning money, the level of happiness goes back to what it originally was, and sometimes even worse. And I've been thinking about that ever since I heard that stat, and I feel like it's quite similar to um, to losing weight. Because I remember in the first six months, I felt quite like, wow, look at this, my body's changing. Oh, this is amazing, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. After that, um, it kind of died off. And now being nearly two years post-op, I'm actually, I feel like I'm right back at the beginning of not being as happy about my body as I was when it was changing. I could remember what it was like before. Whereas now it's like, I've been this weight for so long. This is my my normal now. And sometimes I feel like that's huge, even though comparatively it's not, but that's kind of like how I feel. So um, Natalia and Angela, you guys are really uh, away earlier on. I'm guessing you're losing quite significant amounts of weight um, at the moment or have been. How is, what do you think when you're thinking about body acceptance? How have you been feeling about your bodies going through the, you know, this first six months um, or six weeks for you, Angela, of um, post-op. I um, I was thinking when you said that you're doing body acceptance, I was like, oh, crikey, I don't know if I've got much to bring to the table. But um, in, in a way, I don't think I've got any advice for other people going forward, but um, more for myself and things that I've realised. Like I lost weight a few years ago, and I can remember things like walking past um, – like shop windows and I wouldn't actually recognize that that was myself or um, I don't know. There were multiple things like that. And I just, yeah, I wouldn't. And that's where I was like, um, I have always tried not to use the body dysmorphia because I knew it was more than that. And I actually just did a quick Google and yeah, I I don't relate to it as such because when you look in the mirror or whatever, I like, I do see, I see the changes. Um, But I think a lot of the time for me, it'll be where I'm focusing on. So for me, I hold a lot of my weight. Um, I'm really lucky that when I lose weight, my waist my waist and boobs go first, um, which, you know, I really like. I, I believe I'm lucky that that's the case, but I hold it around, I don't know, like, you know, the ring right around um, the bottom of your stomach. That's where I hold it. So I'll take pictures and I'm like, okay, so how much is that? Like how much more of my undies can see or, you know, like how much is that sticking out? Mm. And I can, I will compare my changes to that when in reality it's gone in so many other places. And um, that's that's really minor. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely something I'm worried about. i not... I don't want to say worried about, but I'm conscious of in the future. And, um, yeah, I I did um, – so I'm weighing myself monthly. I keep saying this, but I'm weighing myself monthly. And um, 
the other day I wanted to do some online shopping. I was like, crikey, I've got no idea what's going on here with my sizing. And I got the measuring tape out. And luckily I did some before measurements because they were just huge, the changes. And then, like I'm saying about looking where I'm losing that weight, well, I'd lost 20 centimetres around my waist. And then when the next time I got out of the shower, I was like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, and I could see it. But, mm. um, yeah, just by taking photos or, you know, looking at myself, I, I hadn't noticed that. And um, with you saying about down the track, it kind of also triggered in me as well as we get the surgery and, you know, those first six months to a year, it's so intense. Everyone's talking about your weight. Everyone's talking about how you eat. What are you eating? Um, and it, in a way, it does kind of take over your life. Like, um, mm. I like to think I'm pretty social stuff as well. Like, <laughs> I do a lot of other things, but it's constantly on my mind. And then it's going to get to this point where I am going to plateau. I'm not going to see the weight coming off. And I'm going to have to be mentally okay with that. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I hope that I can yeah. do it. I was always happy with my body beforehand. Um, I felt like I could always dress myself and, you know, I'd dress myself in clothes that suited me. And I was, that was a big thing going into surgery is I didn't want to hate my body going into surgery. I genuinely didn't have, mm. I, did, I wasn't worried about what I looked like. It was about um, the restriction of what I could do. But um, it's quite scary now because I'm like, getting into that you know it's, mm. it doesn't you don't want to be diet culture but it reminds me of times where I have in the past where you know I am back to weighing myself well before surgery I didn't weigh myself for two years um mm. Mm. it's yeah. just something to be wary yeah, of and, and I do need to keep educating myself and and pulling myself into line I think you're definitely right on the year that I, I feel like the first year is so intense and there is, you know, you really, d- depending on how much you lean into social media, you can surround yourself in all things weight loss surgery um, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. It's quite, um, yeah, that's, that's a great word to describe it. What about you, Angela? Have you got any thoughts yeah. for, for yeah, yourself? Yeah, I have. I just, I kind of, um, for me, body acceptance is not so much about, how I look but about what I can do um I I've been overweight since I hit puberty it was like pretty much the day that happened the weight just shot on um I'd lost a lot of weight when I was 40 so that was 10 years ago um and then I gained it all back on again over the years so I kind of I have spent most of my life overweight but I've also still been able to do things and I've, you know, I've run several half marathons and I, you know, when I was 21, I went to Outward Bound and I I coped with that and all that, albeit being the, the biggest girl there and stuff. But I, I have done a lot of, and so for me, body acceptance wasn't so much about what I looked like because to be honest, I didn't like the way my body looked. I, I haven't and, you know, and towards the end before my surgery there, I really hated it. I would stand at the back of every photo. In fact, one of my friends sent me a photo the other day from a friend's birthday four years ago, and um, it was of me. It was all of us. There was a group of about six of us, and my head was just kind of poked around the corner um, in the photo. And she said to me, Ange, won't it be great when you don't? 
feel like you have to stand at the back of photos anymore. Um, mm. So that's that's kind of been it for me. As I say, I didn't like the way I looked, but I've always been in awe of how strong my body is or what I could do or, you know, I can still, you know, I haven't run for years now, but, you know, I could still go out for a run and things like that. But to me that's mm. what I'm really looking forward to is actually being able to get that sort of health and fitness back. Yeah, I'm looking forward to looking a lot smaller too. And and to be honest, because I'm just I'm almost six weeks post op, but I did five weeks of pre op as well. So when you put that all together, you know, that's a huge amount of weight. Mm -hmm. And in that mm. pre op space, I kind of became a bit of a hermit and I didn't really do much and I didn't really see many people. And then the day before I was meant to go back to work we went into lockdown. So, you know, I haven't seen people for ages. So it will be interesting when I do come out of lockdown to be the person who actually lost some weight. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, to, to, <clears throat> to me that's more what body acceptance is about, is about, you know, yes, I am overweight, but look what I can do and look what my body has done for me. And it's got me through all these days where I've been overweight. Um, so I'm kind of a little bit in awe of it as well. So that's, yeah, yeah. that's how I sort of that's think That's awesome. It. Yeah. Mm. I love that perspective. Yeah. And it is, I think, um, there's a perception that body acceptance, well, I guess when you, if you're stuck in the diet mentality, I will accept my body once it's to where I think mm. it should be, you mm -hmm. know, is probably where a lot of people are stuck. But I love that. You know, it actually doesn't matter where you are if you're having weight loss surgery, if you're pre-op or, or before. I did admire that about you in our first um, podcast, Natalia, talking about actually your confidence before. It was confidence has never really been an issue for you and you've always been a social butterfly. And it takes that, but it, you know, that body acceptance. <laughs> yeah, no, it, you have to kind of, that's what helps is... And, um, yeah, Angela, the way you've described it is bang on and perfect. It is about being able to acknowledge the strength that you have, regardless of how you look. Um, and it doesn't matter if what weight you're at, whether you're overweight, underweight, whatever, or whoever says whatever mm. that actually means. But, um, I, yeah, in, like, being a, a couple of years on nearly, it's um, – you know, with people who have lost significant amounts of weight, it starts to get to having to accept things like, you know, your stretch marks, which, let's be honest, for me, I've had stretch marks since I was like 10. It wouldn't matter what size I was, I was always going to have stretch marks. Um, and my brother has them and my sister has them. Our bodies are just, we're always going to have stretch marks genetically. My husband has been lots of different sizes and he's got hardly any stretch marks on him. And the ones that he does have, you can barely see he just has this like elasticity to his skin it's interesting um, you saying uh, saying that sorry Lyanne. um yeah my mum i got my first lost stretch marks um frick i don't know like probably just like going through puberty and stuff and got them on like the, my, the sides of my stomach or my hips i remember like mum I don't know if it was like her seeing them then or if it was like a bit later down the track, but, you know, the years go on, they, they come around a bit further and you get some on the back of your legs. And I remember like my sister, she's a complete different build to me and quite small. And she got some on her bum. She's actually got a bum, unlike myself. 
um, when she was going through puberty. I remember I'm saying, like, and I don't think she would have meant any harm by it, but like she had said, like, she never got any stretch marks. And still, like, because she, she's a, a bigger sort of woman, she's only got stretch marks when she had kids. And she, she mm. couldn't understand that actually people would get stretch marks without having kids, which, like, yeah. as a child, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. It probably did have an effect Puts on those me. those beliefs like, in your head, eh? Yeah. And, um, mm. But I also found that interesting that, yeah, like, mum had never even had them, and here I am, like, covered in them. <laughs> I think as well, yeah. like in this oh. day and age, right, like there's a lot more awareness around it. I mean, you're yeah. starting to see people put this on social media or put it into magazines like this is okay, this is normal, this is beautiful. I mean, yeah. I'm like you, Natalia, I, I got them through puberty and I was um, athletic. I was playing, you know, professional sport at the time and I and I got, yeah. you know, stretch marks and it was normal. I was, and then when I had Ellie um, 11 and a half years ago, I got stretch marks and, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's so normalised now uh, and there's a lot more awareness to it. Um, I'd be surprised if in this day and age if someone was unsure that you could get, you know, stretch marks. But I, I think back, you know, back in the day and your mum's, you know, um, I guess just to help, you know, to help understand your yeah. mum's situation, I just think it just wasn't normal back then. No one talked about it. It was so taboo and mm. everyone covered up. And, I mean, yeah, it's just whatever now, right? Yeah. No, yeah. She would have never jumped online and seen someone else with them. And, um, yeah. like, mm. she she's quite... I don't know if modest is the right word, but like, you know, in general, so she would have, she would have never known. And um, like for myself with stretch marks, how uh, I think, you know, now that we do talk about them, we see them more now. When I've got white stretch marks, I am not bothered in the slightest. I can remember like last time I lost weight being like, in a way I kind of even like them, which I was, I can remember thinking, oh, that's a bit weird. But um yeah, I didn't mind them. It's when they're purple and I'm getting them. I'm like, oh, Natalia, come on. Mm. <laughs> sort yourself out. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Oh. Mm. It is. The, just the changing, the changing body in general, there just seems to be cycles you go through while it's changing and then once it has changed, trying to find a way to accept that what you do have now mm-hmm. is... Um, really interesting because yeah i was thinking i was thinking about it yesterday oh yesterday or the day before actually a couple of days ago i shared on my um story the uh picture from um a lady in the hene collection website mm-hmm. whose I body i was just oh, like yes. damn yeah. yes i was like far out that's like the best body uh, up until then i've always like Porsche Woodman, like Blackburn Sevens, that was my like goal bod. You know, if I could look like anything, it would be that. But in, in reality, um, for me to have a body like that, it would take a lot of hard work, sacrifice, and plastic surgery. And that is just the way that it is. And everything that I would need to do to get there is, is nothing I'm actually prepared to do. Because, but for a long time in my head, that was the, you know, that was the be all. And wow, if I could have a gold standard body, that would be it. When I looked at that picture on that website, I felt the same kind of feelings towards it, emotions towards it. Like, wow, she's beautiful. And I, I'm drawn to women that look really strong and have a really strong build. And then I, so I shared it on my, on my story and I had like three friends reply going, I don't get it. I, I think you look like that. And I was like, nah, 
whatever. And they were like, no, no, I'm serious. You should take some photos because you kind of have a body shape like that. And I was like, well, actually, I'm going to take some photos. But it made me, but I literally replied and said, well, you know what? I hope that I don't think I, I hope like your reality is the truth and I look like that. And, and it's just my mind that isn't there. Well, when I but saw her, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I saw her and I was like, well, she's pretty much, that oh. is her. So I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fantastic. She's reached that because, I mean, that's yeah. what you look like. So I thought the same thing when I saw it. Mm. Oh, it's, but it's crazy that I was looking at that like, oh, man, gold. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, man, if there's, a, if there's a way I look like that, then shit. But I still, I still can't see it. I looked at it and I'm like, I've got the serious Dr. Libby liver roll and she didn't have the liver roll. And then I'm like, if that's the one thing out of that picture that is different between my body and hers, but isn't that, I don't have shit to yeah, complain that, about. That goes back to what I was saying before is like we focus on things that are so like – you know, it can be so minor, like, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and that can change yeah. your whole perception. Yeah, I think we're really lucky that with social media, things are just becoming so much more normal. Like I see bigger girls all the like. You know, I've got mm. my feet covered in them now, and you know, I, I just think it's really cool that they're the type of people that I want to learn from. You know, I I look at their fashion sense because that's a fashion style that I want to pick up or, you know, and yeah, I think. Mm. we're quite lucky because um i think well i'm i'm 25 but there was a time there where you weren't seeing much more than like really tall mm. sticks and mm. yeah us kiwis aren't built or like people that. tiny and petite <laughs> yeah as well like, it's interesting the stigma around um you know uh yeah, social media, right? So five, ten years ago, well, five years ago, let's say, there, you're right. It was just sticks. There was there's no built to them, and 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 that's that's okay. I mean, that's a body type too, and that's okay. But for us larger women or larger people in general, there was no reference. Or there was no nothing to say. Hey, this is okay. And um, the stretch mark things as well. I mean, it's, a couple of days ago, I posted a photo on my Instagram account of me in a like, brown underwear. And my stomach um, is, is full of stretch marks from having Ellie. You know, she's a 10-pound baby. Um, I was small when I had her, and she stretched the shit out of me. And um, and my stomach has, has never recovered. You know, like, you know, why I recovered? Like, you know, I've got stretch marks. It's not happened forever, and I'm okay with that. But five mm. years ago, no one was ever posting that on, online. And here oh, I am going, good. shit, yeah, I just posted that on, on social media. Yeah, my stretch marks are out. Yes, my, my my less than ideal or less than perfect bloody belly button's out. But it's mine and I'm okay with it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, your, mm. your perception of body acceptance is, is your own. No one's ever going to have the same acceptance, um, you know, as you do. I think it's, you know, your whole perception, right? But... Yeah, I just think social media or magazines or televisions come such a long way. Um, there's a series I'm watching right now, and the main actor is, is there's, well, there's, you know, a few main actors, in it, and they're all different body types, you know, and I just mm. think this is so cool. And there's not one just, you know, tiny little thing. It's, it's like we've come such a long way. Um, yeah. it's, mm. it's awesome to see, yeah, it, it being very normalised. I like it. Mm. Yeah. I think uh, like- we also, when we talk about body acceptance, we tend to just talk about things like stretch marks or our weight. And those are the things that we, because a lot of us feel the same way, um, with no matter what size you are, 
those are the things that people tend to cling to. But there's a whole heap of other stuff that sits in there as well. For example, I went and had laser eye surgery because I hated Mm. wearing glasses. Mm. I didn't like the fact that I couldn't lie on the couch with my head down on a pillow Mm. and still be able to see the TV because like my glasses would be all wonky and all that kind of thing. It just drove me nuts. Um, And then I had weight loss surgery and I'm getting to, so I'm nearly a year out and I'm getting to the point where I'm not quite at my goal weight yet, but I'm getting to the point where I'm sort of there and that's, you know, I feel good about my body. And now I start looking in the mirror and think, Oh, I'd really like to have my teeth done. And things like that. And there's just always one more thing that I think, oh, if I could just have that done, that would be great. Or, oh, you know, if I could just do this. And I know that, like, Lyanne, you and I were talking about, um, you posted a great photo of you this morning and your your butt looked amazing. And you were like, oh, I've got too much of my butt on show. I don't want to show my butt. And I was like, I would fucking kill for a butt like that. (laughs) Uh, And then I was like, then I posted, I was like, oh, I've got real issues around like my belly. I've got no problem like showing my butt, Mm. but my belly is like a big thing for me. And we just, there's so many things about our bodies that we can be insecure about. It's not just this one thing. And that's, I think media has come a long way, but they haven't Mm -hmm. quite embraced the true like the different shades of body acceptance that there are mm-hmm. um and like you can accept like some people go oh I've got broad shoulders I look like a swimmer I look amazing and I'm like oh my god if like I wouldn't I don't know if I would be as cool about my flaws or my imperfections or things that I mm. perceive to be imperfections and flaws and some people are just really good at rolling with mm. it um yeah, so I think there's there's like all these little in bits in between bits that we don't yeah. really acknowledge that we should. Do you be. think you know yeah. uh, when you said you you mentioned there's always one thing that you'd like to get done and mm. um and look hey, I I'm happy with the way that I am I'm very happy with the way I look I'm happy with everything but shit I'd love to get my teeth done I have I have two my two mm. front teeth are fake my sister banged them out of my mouth and I was like I don't know eight or nine and and, the, and, they're not, and they're, they've moved around they're not they're not you know oh you know I'd love to get them done but I accept how they are and eventually mm. one day I'll get them done but I'm happy with like I smile it doesn't make me want to not smile in photos or I, I'd love to get my belly button um, reconstructed or you know but it doesn't mean that I'm unhappy with the way that it looks. I, I accept how it is. It just could be better. And I <laughs> and I think it's important. Um, yeah, so body acceptance is different. I accept how it is, but I wouldn't mind if it looked different as well. And I think that's, I guess, another, I guess, a little segue off what you were saying, Sam, where you could, it still could, yeah, I mean, it's, how do you say it? Like, I mean, social media or media in general has come a long way that it's accepting these things, but it's like going, I mean, if I got my belly button done right, I, I'd, I'd post about it on social media because that's what I do. And I share, mm. I share a lot of things in my life, but I would go, Hey, I've had this done, but I want you to know that I wasn't unhappy with the way it was before. I just wanted it to be a bit different. And I think um, mm. you can still love and accept how you are and what things different as well. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. A, it's kind of um, that works with especially the pursuit of weight mm. loss. You know, you can be accepting of your body, but still still want to make improvements. Mm. So yeah, that makes sense. We we've hit our thirty minute mark, Ooh. so I, I'm going to um, wrap this up and say thank you to you guys for coming on. This is a good discussion. A hundred percent. I think 
another segue off onto this could have been about um, skin removal surgery and plastic surgery because I think we do get to some people get to that point where they do want to make some changes and it's the same as um, kind of what we've just started talking about but it's another 30 minutes by itself I think Um, but it's it's all kind of encompassing Um, the last thing I'll leave you with is I think in terms of body acceptance and we always seem to come back to this but that whole comparison Mm -hmm is is really where it can be difficult to um, accept your body if what you're looking at around you isn't reflective of of what you look like or or the relatable um, uh, what's the word an achievable anything like that so I think Natalia said it you know her feed she sees people that she relates to on there and that's one thing that we all have control over is what do we see on our social media feed who are we following? Uh, what types of content are they sharing? Because even if we think um, seeing things doesn't affect us, sometimes it does. So just be mindful mm-hmm. of that. Um, and comparison is definitely one way to go off track if you are trying to accept your body as it is. Um, but thank you, guys. Thank you for coming on. And um, tune in for our next uh, episode. Oh, I can nearly press hang up instead of stop. Thank you for listening to this week's Bariatric Yarn. If you have a weight loss surgery story or conversation you think needs to be heard, get in touch with us on Instagram at Bariatric Yarns. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for being part of the change.